All right, we're back for another episode of the Empty Opinions Podcast with your host, Aladi Blanco, and your co-host. The last couple of weeks have been crazy, and we have a lot to talk about, me and my co-host, Cameo. That's right, Cameo. What do you have to say about everything that's happened in the past week? Whoa, I don't think I've ever heard that conspiracy theory before. That's pretty cool. Okay, so what do you think about astrology? That's true, man. My Taurus Venus is going crazy. It's making me get too attached to people that seemingly don't get attached back. Would you say I need to read more books? That's great. I'm glad you're always going to be the co-host of this podcast and that you're never, ever going to leave it. Saw baby, that's my baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 135 of the Empty Opinions Podcast. We're the host, Lottie Blanco, and nobody else. <laughs> we no longer have a co-host, as you may have noticed from the fucking intro. Although, but you guys knew that. You guys listened to the last episode, Cameo's last episode. So, yeah, now, um, you know, usually the way that I used to do this podcast before Cameo was the co-host, I would, you know, have different people on, different guests every week. But there would be weeks where I wouldn't have a guest. Actually, when COVID first started happening about like a year and a half ago, um, I did like a run of solo episodes, obviously, because I couldn't get any other guests on because of the COVID thing. So, you know, I'm kind of used to doing solo episodes. I even started my solo podcast, the EP show, the Aladi Blanco show, which you should definitely check out. Maybe I'll link it in the description below. But yes. I have done episodes by myself, and I'll do this one by myself, almost as a reset, you know what I mean, for the podcast, and just um, get my thoughts out there, see if I can still do this by myself on this podcast, and um, starting next week, I will definitely start having guests on, people that I wanted to have on when Cameo was a co-host, but just time ran out, and also other people that I've had on the podcast a long time ago that I want to kind of get back um, so yeah, I'm excited for the new guests that are going to come, you know, in the next few future episodes, but yeah, the way that I'm going to do this episode and the way I used to always do these solo episodes, is just kind of have four, four, five, six topics that I just kind of want to talk about and run down. And I have my list right here. And, um, I think I'll start with something that happened. What, what is it now? Two days ago from the time of this recording. And it is that I got the vaccine. That's right. I am officially uh, microchipped. You know what I'm saying? Shit is uh, awesome now. Do I have a sound for uh, being microchipped? Uh, I guess I, I could do this. Uh, <laughs> I could do this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's what happens when you get a vaccine. You know what I mean? You're fucked. I posted that on my stories on Instagram. R.I.P. Me. Um, and I mean, listen, the vaccine and the vaccine discourse that comes around it and all the fucking feelings that arise when you mention a vaccine. It's one of those things where, like, I try to get away from it because it's kind of ultimately it's not productive. I mean, there's really nothing new that you can learn from talking about the vaccine to different people. People just feel how they feel. 
And, you know, ultimately my stance is if you're going to take the vaccine, just take the vaccine. If you're not going to take the vaccine, don't take the fucking vaccine. Although that is the issue with like my stance on that, because if you don't get the vaccine, there's a lot of things going against you. Obviously, you know, New York, a lot of places like restaurants and shit, movie theaters, whatever. They're, you know, banning people from entering them if they're not vaccinated. The U.S. is definitely going on a push. They're starting to push the vaccine in places where, like, if you don't take the vaccine, you can't come in. And listen, I get it. It's not like there's not a reason for them doing that. Obviously, there is a reason that they're making the vaccines necessary in certain places. And... You know, but I always see, obviously, I see both sides section L, like the great philosopher Frank Ocean once said. And, you know, there's also the thing of, like, you can't really trust it, especially with all the shit that, you know, there's a lot of shady shit. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? But you can't deny there's always, like, some shady shit. And so I can't blame anybody for being skeptical. So, like, I understand the government side of, like, we got to get these motherfuckers to take the vaccine so shit can get back to normal. There's still people dying. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, right? You, we thought it was over after the vaccine came out, but we still have more time to go, I guess. You know what I mean? Like Delta, one of the coolest names for, for a fucking virus you can get is out here wrecking shit. So it's like, you know, they're trying to suppress the pandemic from expanding uh, and there's about like 50% of people that have taken a vaccine, so not immune. What is it? Herd immunity just yet. And it's like, what, 30, 25% more people to get the vaccine, which I don't think is that crazy. Although, listen, if we stay at 50% of vaccines, like vaccinated people, there's just no hope for this country because it would truly mean this country is divided in half. Which is kind of wild. And I do, I mean, we've known that this country has been divided in half ever since Trump won. You know what I mean? Like, it's been kind of obvious. But if even down to the fucking vaccines, everything is split right down the middle, then there truly is no hope for this country. And it's only a matter of time before it gets separated. But well, that's enough of the politics. Get the fucking politics out of my shit. You know what I mean? This is like political people like listening to my podcast. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> That's them like coming to me like, yeah, you're not that. You're not the political guy, pal. Trust me. You shouldn't be talking about political shit. And listen, I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want. But the, the reason I brought up the vaccine again wasn't to like talk about all the politics of it. I just want to talk about my experience with it. I got the vaccine. And, you know, something I realized about getting the vaccine because you know i had told people i'm probably not gonna get it and i wasn't planning on it but then you know college is approaching and they're gonna make it a living hell at least my college temple temple university they're gonna make it a living nightmare if you're not vaccinated so they're gonna make it a thing where like you better just get vaccinated that way you don't have to get weekly tests and mask mandates and all that bullshit right so i thought you know, college is approaching. It's only, what, like two weeks from now that college starts around there. So it's just like, whatever. I'll just get vaccinated. Who gives a fuck? And, um, and I mean, I'm honestly kind of late because I get the second dose like a week or two weeks after college starts. So I wonder how that's going to work. And I am going to talk about just what the fuck does the one vaccine do instead of like the two vaccines. You know what I mean? Like the first shot. What does that mean? 
me getting one shot versus like getting the second shot. My sister tells me if I get the first shot, I might as well not have done shit. I got to get the second shot for it to actually matter. And I disagree. And I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I'm about to get the vaccine mainly kind of, you know, because I realized it's getting late. I should have been got it. You know what I mean? Like my grandparents have been pushing me to get it for a while. I just kind of procrastinated, you know, especially I didn't realize how soon college is starting is really around the corner for me. So then I was just like, you know what? Especially like uh, a couple of days ago, two days ago on a Monday, my mom called me. And she was just like, get the vaccine. And I said, all right, I'll get it. Like when she called me at that moment, because that day I wasn't working, wasn't really doing much that day. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just go do it. And one thing I found kind of interesting about getting the vaccine is how quickly you could do it. Not only can you like schedule it for like three hours from whatever time you choose to schedule the appointment, but it's also like walk in. In a lot of places, you can just walk in and get the fucking vaccine, which is kind of wild. I was just like, damn, you can get it this easily. That honestly made me believe the conspiracy theories a little bit because it's just so accessible. Obviously, it should be accessible if they want the whole country to be vaccinated. But I got it so easily. I was just like, I don't know, bro. There's got to be some chips in this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? For me to get it this quickly. Like, I wasn't expected to, like, go into the schedule to schedule the vaccine. It was like three hours from now. I was like, what? And then there's like a place that's like point ten miles away from here. I could walk to it. I was just like, damn. This is way too convenient. There's definitely some shady shit going on. Who knows? I don't know why I'm talking about vaccines in the first topic of this episode. Do I want to be demonetized? Do I want this shit to make no money whatsoever? I guess, fuck it, we're in it. Um, but, yeah, I, I schedule it for like three hours after the time I scheduled. I go over there and, you know, actually, let's backtrack. Because when I'm scheduling the vaccine, I'm realizing... The issue wasn't that I'm scared of getting the vaccine. The issue is that I'm scared of needles. <laughs> like, as I was getting it, I got kind of anxious. I was like, oh, man, I don't want no fucking needle in me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't know if it was just me. I'm sure it wasn't just me. But, you know, as a kid, you get the fucking, you get a shot. I mean, because we've all gotten vaccines. You know what I mean? All of us have. So that's the other thing about, like, the people who are anti-vaxxing is, like, we've all gotten vaccines. So I don't know what the big deal is about this one. I do know what the big deal. I know what the conspiracies are, but it's just funny that we've all gotten vaccines at a certain point, but you know, when I'm scheduling the vaccine, I remember I'm like just flashbacks of all the times I got shots as a little kid and how much I fucking hated it. I was one of those kids that would yell, no, no, I don't want this. Like I'm just yelling. I was one of those kids. You know what I mean? Because the anticipation of it, of getting that needle stuck in you, is way worse than actually getting it. And I realized that with this vaccine, like, when I got the shot, I barely felt it. But, like, I was so anxious on my way over there. And, like, them putting the shit on your arm, it's like, fuck, this is about to hurt. Like, fuck. And that's the other thing. I've gotten a shot before that hurts a lot. You know what I mean? Like, when I was younger, I clearly remember this one shot. That that shit felt like they put that shit in my bone. It felt like they were putting the vaccine into my fucking bone. In the what the fuck is the shit inside of the bone? There's a name for that shit. Those like there's like meat inside of the molds. I don't remember. If I knew that word, this would be way funnier. But I don't know the word, so I can't make my joke. But you know what I'm talking about. So like I, I've just had experiences with like really 
bad shots. Like, them shits hurt. So, I realized as I was scheduling the vaccine, like, yo, Loki, this is why I didn't get the vaccine yet. <laughs> it's because I'm fucking scared of, uh, <laughs> I'm scared of if it's going to hurt or not. And then I got it and it didn't hurt. But right after you get it, 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 it didn't hurt at all. But you can just feel your arm get heavy, which is the thing that's like the thing about vaccines. Obviously, it's like you feel it afterwards. You know what I mean? The moment it doesn't even feel like something went inside of me. Super pause. But once the days went by and hours started going by. So like right after I got the vaccine, my arm felt heavy, but it was fine. Right. It, it, it was cool. I was like, all right, whatever. I got the vaccine. It suddenly gets heavy. It becomes a thing where like. All of a sudden, you're putting your arm right next to your torso. You know what I mean? Like, you're putting your arm right next to your body like a chicken. Almost like, you know, when you do a chicken wing. And I'm like, why? Cause, and then I lift it up, and it doesn't really hurt. And I'm like, so why the fuck am I doing it? And it's like I said, it's just your arm starts to feel heavy. So my arm starts to feel heavy, and, you know, I'm, t- I'm, being, I'm being told, tomorrow when you wake up, you won't be able to wake up. This shit is going to fuck you up. You're going to have no energy. You're going to have, you're going to go through it, bruh. And I was like, yeah, hopefully not because I got to work. <laughs> so it's like, fuck it. And I'm thinking, nah, I'm also young. You know what I mean? Like it affected my mom one way. By the way, I got the Moder- Moderna. I'm a Moderna madman. I was trying to think because I know for women, it's like Moderna mommy. For men, I don't know what the fuck it is. Moderna, I don't know. Can't think of it. But, yeah, I got Moderna. My mom got Moderna. My sister got Pfizer. Uh, so, I knew to ask my mom about Moderna because she got the same one. I was like, oh, what's that? how was the experience? She was like, it's awful. You're going to hate it. It's going to feel like you have COVID again. I was like, fuck. But I'm like, ah, but you're also old, mom. You know what I mean? Like, I got a strong immune system. That shit ain't going to affect me that way. Then um, I wake up the next day and... I don't feel, I mean, my arm is a little like heavier, obviously, but in terms of my body or like any symptoms, I'm feeling great. It's groovy, baby. I'm feeling fine as fuck. So then I'm just like, okay, good. I'm glad this vaccine ain't going to really affect me. And so I do Uber, right? So I get in my Uber, I start working. Like I started like around 1040. I end around like 540. And it's so funny because I get in the car and I start working. I'm totally fine. And the fucking side effects start to hit me very slowly. Like, them shits start to hit me, like, <laughs> like over the course of seven hours. It's just slowly getting worse and worse. And then you start to realize, oh, fuck, I'm getting bad. I'm, I'm, this shit is affecting me. Because then you, like, try to move your arm and it starts to hurt more and more throughout the day. I'm like, okay, well, that's to be expected, right? The arm is going to hurt. But then I'm like, I notice myself not breathing because breathing is becoming really difficult. Like I got to like, I have to actually like force myself to breathe and my back is hurting and like I move my fucking toes and them shits hurt and I can feel my eyes, my, my fucking eyelids heavy. And then it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm getting the symptoms. And that was the worst part, man. I felt bad. Bad, 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 bad. Like even me trying to move in the car, like everything hurt. You just feel exhausted. And you know, I got COVID before. I did a whole. I actually recorded an episode of the podcast with COVID, which 
you can go back and listen to. I don't remember exactly what episode that was, but in there I talk about exactly how it feels to have COVID. And with that vaccine, the side effects were like literally almost the same shit. Down to like my head kind of hurting, like feeling compressed. I don't know. It's a very specific feeling that I got. And And then I remember, oh yeah, don't they put COVID in the vaccine? Like a controlled substance of COVID so that when you get it, you know, you go through the symptoms, but it's not going to kill you. And then it's going to give you the antibiotic, anti, anti, not antibiotics, the antibodies. I think that's how the vaccine works. I think I've seen a couple of YouTube videos talking about it, but I get that. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. Now it's affecting me. And it's like, I'm getting, I'm feeling like feverish. I'm like having a, what the fuck? I don't know the word in English, but just like really, it's like hot and cold at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you just want to like sleep. You know what I mean? Uh, Like I was tired. I took a nap. So like all that shit was happening. And um, yeah, it was one of those things where it really fucking hit me (laughs) and I wasn't expecting it to hit me. I was like really fucking tired. And then I ended up drinking a soup that made me feel better. And then I felt more energized, but then I got home and I went to sleep really early because, again, I felt exhausted. And last night was bad because it was one of those things where, like, I was so cold. Like, I was feeling the same way. And there was, like, a a fan and an air conditioner hitting me. And I only have this, like, kind of thick comforter that I sleep with that was keeping me kind of warm, but I could still feel the cold, right? I don't know. It was a weird night sleep. Because, like I said, like, I was just hot. Like, I, I I must have been having, like, fever dreams and shit. What the fuck? I had a weird dream. I don't even remember. I'm trying to remember. But I know it was a strange dream. I can't even remember now. But I'm feeling better. Arm is still fucked. I wonder for how many days the vaccine is going to affect me. But I got the vaccine. So, you know, this is going to be one of the last few episodes of this podcast. <laughs> So it's like, let me, yeah, let me play the sad violin. Yeah, guys, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to last too much longer. You know what I mean? It's going to be over soon. So we'll just go back to the old episodes. You know what I mean? It's been, there's enough episodes in this fucking podcast that like, you can just re-listen to them a lot and they will last you like three years. So do that because this vaccine, RIP me, y'all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's me. That's my experience with the vaccine. I talked a lot about, yeah, well, I mean, that's just a lot. I mean, you mentioned vaccine. The word vaccine is cursed at this point, bro. That's why I don't even want to hear any discourse about it. I don't want to hear anybody talking about it. I don't want to hear fucking conspiracy theories about it. I don't want to hear you say, oh, you should get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. I don't give a fuck. It's over. It's boring. It's try. It's just like, I don't care. Do what you want, bro. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? After I had um, uh, Dom on a podcast from Listen to This While You Shit, um, from his podcast, from his podcast, when I had, when we had, me and Cameron had him on as a guest, he said one thing that he was like, uh, he's kind of like an anarchist in that he just believes in himself. Like he doesn't believe in anything. He only believes in himself. And every day I'm starting to feel like, Yo, I feel the same shit. Like, I'm, and I don't know if that's narcissism. I have a book on narcissism that I'm trying to read to see if I am one or I know people like that. But yeah, every day I'm just starting. The more like I hear people talking about vaccines and shit and people's opinions on shit, 
I'm just like, whatever, bro. I, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't, I truly don't care. So, I mean, in that way, I think I, I truly only believe in myself. I think that would make sense. Like, I only truly believe in myself and my abilities. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my experience getting the vaccine. Um, I don't know exactly what's supposed to happen next. They did say there's microchips in me, which is like, there's a microchip on my fucking phone that I carry with me all the time. That, I mean, I don't understand the point of a microchip to track me. If I have a phone, I'm not going to let go of. That's a microchip. It's in there. Why do you need to put one inside of my body? I'm never going to be more than, I don't know, five feet away from an electronic device that is constantly tracking where I am. So it's like, I don't know, putting microchips in people to track them is a little, you know, overkill. You already have, I already have a microchip on my pocket. Use that. But whatever, man. Like, but like I said, I don't know exactly what's going to happen next. I don't know if they're going to shut me down. It's going to be one of those things where like I go to area 51 and I'm about to open up a door. <laughs> I'm about to open up a door and be like, what the fuck is the government hiding from me? And then like, I get a seizure, right? Like right as I'm about to grab that door that unlocks all the secrets, the fucking aliens are hidden behind there, the Illuminati, everything. But because I got the microchip in me now, they're able to like pause me like a video game. I'm just going to be like, oh, and then not discover the government's secrets. So I guess that is off the list, but you know, I don't really give a fuck about unveiling the government secrets. So. Listen, government, if you're listening to this, you know what I mean, FBI, CIA, whoever, if you're listening to this, I already got the microchip, you're tracking me, just let me do my podcast and, you know, be successful in the entertainment industry. That's all I want. As long as I, as I do that, you know, if that's okay with you guys, you guys don't need to, like, activate or deactivate my microchip. It's fine. All right, let's move on to another topic I kind of want to talk about. Uh, which that topic took a long time. So, and I don't know if I'm going to talk, I don't want to do a, like a really long episode. So I think I'm going to skip the other topic that was kind of, yeah, I think I'm going to talk about the first three topics I have on this docket. You know what I mean? And I'm going to reshuffle it. So now I want to talk about Donda and its rollout because it's been really interesting to see everything that's happening with Donda and its rollout. And just how much Kanye West is fucking with people. I mean, truly, Kanye is really messing <laughs> with people, bro. <laughs> Yo, I love... Listen, the only reason I'm laughing and enjoying this rollout is because I'm not that emotionally attached to Kanye West. I didn't grow up listening to his music. There's a couple of songs of his I like. I haven't really gone to many of his albums yet. I have to listen to them. I've listened to like the first two, I think, and I like them. They're good music, but none of it, it's like outstanding where like I see it light. Like they're good, but it's like, it's fine. It's just old school music. Uh, listen, I moved to the United States when I was 11. This was a tweet. This is something I tweeted out. This is a very funny thought. Like I moved to the United States when I was 11 years old in 2011. So like my only, like my cultural, my pop cultural how do I say this? Like my cultural awareness begins at LMFAO. <laughs> like that's where it begins. Like I don't know shit about 
anything that happened in the early 2000s, you know what I mean, late 2000s, whatever. Like, my shit starts in 2011. Like, when the 2010s started, that's what I know about pop culture and music and all that. So, I missed all the Kanye shit. I missed all the JC shit, you know what I mean? Like, I missed all those, like, Eve, Maya, like, those old school R&B, which I love R&B now. But I just don't know shit about anything before 2011, right? So, it's like... I'm not attached to Kanye. I don't give a fuck what Kanye does. Like, if Kanye says, oh, the album is coming out tonight, I'm going to be like, well, probably not. But whatever. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It will come out. Then I go to sleep. I wake up. The album isn't out. I'm not like, fuck. Or actually, no. If it was a super fan, I would stay up until midnight and be disappointed. I would just go to sleep, wake up, and then if it's there, it's there. If it's not, I don't care. So that's why I'm enjoying. What the fuck? Was oh, it's just an email. That's why I'm enjoying this rollout because I don't care when the fuck the album comes out. Comes, Let it come out whenever it comes out, right? Like, I'm not anticipating it. At this point, it's kind of obvious it's going to come when it comes. Like, nobody should believe Kanye West at his word when he says the. And Kanye hasn't even spoken. That's the funny part. Like, Kanye hasn't said a word. It hasn't even shown his face. So it's like... <laughs> It's almost like he's trying to let people feel like, you know, don't trust my words, trust my actions. But even the even his actions are disappointing his fans. So it's like it, you can't win as a Kanye stand. I feel bad for them. But, well, yeah, I really feel bad because, I mean, if, if it was like an artist I loved, like if it was, I don't know. What's an artist I love? Tyler, the creator. If Tyler, the creator didn't drop when he said he was going to drop, I would have been really sad, like really disappointed. If he kept doing the shit that Kanye's doing. So I feel ya, but listen, if you step back, let's listen, hindsight is 2020. But let's get hindsight now in 2021. Like, three years from now, you're gonna remember this moment like Kanye with one of the weirdest rollouts, one of the strangest and like most epic rollouts for an album ever. Like, think about this. Let's break down what the fuck this rollout has been, right? Coming off of Yandi, which was supposed to be like this insane album that was great that he scrapped. And there's so many leaks of now on the internet. Obviously, there was supposed to be a Kanye album that never came out. So now that makes the hype for Donda even more. And then you're not even sure if Donda is an example. You might think he might scrap it. You know what I mean? Like Kanye did that a lot with uh, like around the, the Life of Pablo era. Like he had So Help Me God. He had Swish. And then he ended up calling it The Life of Pablo. I don't know if those were all the same albums or different albums. But Kanye does that a lot. Like where he has an album coming out and then he scratches it. Like apparently Ye. Like the album that was supposed to come out is nothing like Ye. Like the album that was supposed to come out was awesome. Like I know Charlamagne the God actually listened to that album. So it's like it's interesting that he just. I mean this is just the Kanye way now. I feel like after... Jesus, I think Kanye's strategy is go really go with the flow. Where like I feel like in his albums before Jesus, like Jesus and before, it was very meticulous, right? Like he would be crafting every detail, would be full of detail, was really complex. You know what I mean? He would really focus on it for like five months or whatever, and then he would put it out. But after Jesus, I feel like he's like all right, I'm going to put out an album until I don't feel like putting out that album. And then I'm just not going to put out the album. And then whatever other album comes out, 
is because that's the one I want in the moment, right? Like, I think he's starting to embrace spontaneity, which I I think, in hindsight, worked for the life of Pablo. It did not work for Ye. So it's like, I don't know if Kanye should keep doing that. One thing's for sure, his fans hate it. Like, when you when he keeps telling his fans, or like, you know, an album is expected at a certain time and it doesn't come out. You know, that might be his strategy, like Kanye's strategy of like going with the flow, spontaneity. Let me take a picture of this mountain and make that the cover album, yeah, the cover art for the album. That may work for him, but I feel like it's really starting to bother his fans. And it's really starting to dampen. What the fuck is the word? Like hamper? I'll say hamper. No. Damper? I don't know. Like fuck up the hype that Donna created. From the first two listening parties. Specifically the second one. Because obviously if we, continue, if we continue with the rollout that Kanye had. Right? Like. There was that commercial that got announced. I think that's what kickstarted. It was like, oh yeah, Donda's coming out for sure. You know. Nike made a commercial with one of the songs. He's doing a listening party. Apple Music streaming it. This couldn't be any more legit. Right? But then the album didn't come out. Which is hilarious because that was like one of the moments where like fans thought for sure. And that was the thing that's interesting because fans for sure thought that album was coming out after the first listening party because everything seemed so official. But then he did the listening party and nothing sounded finished. Like everything sounded like ass. And then everybody was like, yo, this shit was not good. And then he prolonged the album and everybody was like, okay, yeah. That's fine, Kanye. The album didn't sound that good, so you know what? Yeah, you can push it. <laughs> that was the the response after the album got delayed the first time. And then he announced it for like two weeks later. And he was doing another listening party in that stadium. And this is where I feel like this is kind of the camel that... This is the camel whose back, whose back broke. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. I sound drunk. It's the microchips, bro. They're fucking me up. No, this is a straw that broke the camel's back because I feel like the second listening party in the live stream, the hype that was built off of that was fucking insane. Like I logged into my Twitter and I'm like, bro, motherfuckers are making this album sound like it's going to be the greatest album of all time. Like the, <laughs> the reaction, the first, the second this listening party got at the stadium was what I would imagine people would have been tweeting when they heard Thriller back in 1980s. If there was Twitter in the 1980s, <laughs> that would have been the reaction. <laughs> like on Twitter, people would have been like, yo, this shit is crazy. I can't believe he's doing this. I'm getting goose. And I'm like, I'm seeing all the hype and I'm like, fuck. Because I don't want to listen to the album through the listening party. Because it's like, that's not how I like to consume music. I'm very OCD when it comes to listening to music. So I was just like, when the album comes out, I'll listen to it. My own pace and my own way. I'm very specific with the way I listen to the album, so I don't want to do it through like a live performance of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted, I wanted to actually, I want to actually hear it. And uh, the album didn't come out <laughs> that day, and now it's hilarious because I don't know what the fuck is going on with the album. But the one thing that's, well, I think that the latest rumors is that they're going to release Hurricane as a single, which is a song with The Weeknd and Lil Baby. Which makes sense. That's a great combination. The Weekend and Lil Baby on a Kanye song. That's definitely that definitely makes for a great single. And I don't know what the fuck the song sounds like. Again, I haven't listened to any of the 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 listening parties, but I think that's a plan. 
right now. Like I think the plan that that from the speculation, they're thinking Kanye wants to come out with a single first. Um, but yeah, based the based on the hype, I think it's kind of interesting because the hype was so high in that second live stream listening party at the Mercedes Benz Mercedes Benz Stadium. That like when the album didn't come out, and now it's been like four or five days after that, people are like, "All right, whatever. All right, bro, you got it. I'm done. I don't give a fuck anymore. You've tested my patience too many times, Kanye. That's how the fans feel. It's so much so that like there's a lot of different Twitter accounts, like Title and uh, Def Jam. You know what I mean? Like the artists that worked on the album, they're all like." Uh, Trying to hype up the album once again. And people are just not having it. I feel like people have reached that point where they're like, either drop the album or I don't give a fuck. That's what it feels like. So, Kanye better hurry up and drop that Hurricane single. At least to hold them over until the album is truly complete. Yo, can you imagine if Kanye doesn't release this album? If he scraps the entire fucking album, says fuck it. You know what I mean? Same way that he did with a lot of his past albums. Same way that he did. But the only thing that's different now is that he actually previewed the album. Unless he considers that, like, enough for people. It was like, all right, I'm, I'm throwing away this album. You heard it. I'm moving on. That would be hilarious. As a not as a person that's not a Kanye fan, as a non-yay stan, that would be fucking wild. The reactions on Twitter would be crazy <laughs> if if Kanye was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop it. That's it. I'm not gonna do anything. That would be hilarious. But no, I haven't even mentioned like I kind of got distracted because I'm talking about well, this is all about the fucking Donda rollout. Like the fact that this motherfucker held two listening parties in a stadium and did like performance art and all that shit to like hype up this album and that him constantly not dropping it. Could mean two things. They're, they're not dropping it. It could either mean he's doing these listening parties to get a gauge of what the people like, right? Almost like Bandersnatch of the music world, right? You guys remember Bandersnatch? That was the Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure uh, movie that they had. Like, it's almost like Kanye's doing that for his music, where he's doing these listening parties to get the feedback and, like, autocorrect it. And, like, choose different paths and where he wants the music to go that would be pretty cool if that's what he's doing so if he's doing it could be that that that's a reason that he's not dropping or that he's trying to know when drake's album is gonna he wants to drop the same day as kanye and i go for the latter i think the first part the former is kind of true i could believe that but i think ultimately and I know people, a lot of people, whatever. Ultimately, I do think Kanye wants to drop the same day as Drake. There's a lot of history with Kanye and Drake. A lot. They have this weird rivalry, right? And a lot of people are saying, no, this ain't true because, you know, uh, he, this album's personal. is about his mom. You think that's not, who are we talking about here? We're talking about Kanye West. You think that shit is going to stop him from trying to compete with with Drake? You know what I mean? Like, I understand it's a personal album. It's about his mom, but it's still an album. You know what I mean? It's still a piece of fucking, you know, a, a, a piece of music, something to be sold and, and bought. You know what I mean? Like, just because it's a personal subject matter doesn't mean he's not going to treat it like a fucking album, like a product. That's the word I was looking for. 
Kanye's certainly treating this album like a product. And if he's treating this album like a product, he wants it, apparently, from everything I'm seeing. And I think it would just make sense. Because the longer, like, Drake, I don't know, Drake has been too quiet as well. You know what I mean? Like, there was rumors Drake was going to drop August 6th that didn't drop. And then Kanye's album didn't drop. I mean, it's, it really does sound like like Kanye wants to drop the same day as Drake's album. For petty reasons. To be like, watch, I'll, I'll sell you. Which is obviously not true. Kanye is not going to outsell Kanye. Oh, I'm sorry. Kanye is not going to outsell Drake. That's obvious. But obviously we know that Kanye is in, in the greatest state of mind all the time. Kanye is kind of like an egomaniac, one could say. So he probably truly does believe that he could compete with Drake. And even if he doesn't feel like he can compete with Drake, I think he wants to do the thing that he did with 50 Cent. Which again, guys... Kanye has done this before. There's a president for this being done again. He did it with 50 cents. Right? Why am I giving him 50 cents? <laughs> 50 cents. 50. He did that with 50. So it's like, if he did that before, why don't you think he could do it again? And like I was saying, even if he doesn't, I mean, because he did outsell 50 cent, right? So he has done it before and he maybe feels he could do it again. But even if it doesn't feel like he could truly outsell Drake, I feel like he still wants to fuck with Drake in that, like, aha, motherfucker, I'm going to drop the same day as you, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, to spite him. You know what I mean? Like, I could certainly see that. Like, you can't tell me that's not like, that's not something Kanye would do. Kanye's that petty. Oh, Jesus. I just started speaking another. Kanye's that petty. Just started speaking in a random accent. Kanye's that petty that he can't do this. I don't know what accent that is. I just made it up. But he's that petty. Come on. Anybody who's seen what the fuck Kanye has done in the past five years would agree and say, yeah, he would probably try to release the same day as Drake just to fuck with him. And it's possible that Drake was actually going to drop August 6th. But since Kanye was, you know, figured out his release date, he was like, nah, I'm moving it. So now ultimately, I don't know what the, where this leads. Like, I don't know. This feels like a game of chicken and I don't know who's going to give in first. Like... Because it sounds like Kanye wants to drop the same day as Drake. And then it also sounds like Drake doesn't want to do that. So what's going to happen? <laughs> Are these albums going to be delayed until the end of time? Because it's like Drake is going to release an album. Like he internally, he discussed that we're dropping September 3rd, right? And then Kanye finds out that that's the release date. He's like, all right, I'm dropping September 3rd. And then Drake is like, all right, never mind. I don't want to drop September 3rd. I want to drop November 9th, right? And then Gunny's like, oh, well, I'm dropping there. And it will just continue forever? I mean, who's going to give in here? The most likely thing is that, because I don't think Gunny's going to drop this. I want to drop the same day as Drake. So the only way I can see either of these two albums coming out is if Drake does a truly surprise drop that nobody even in the industry knows. Where, like... He just drops it with zero promo, like nobody, no streaming service, no labels ready for it. That could be the only thing I can picture happening. And even then, and even if he does that, I could see Kanye being like, fuck it, my shit ain't even finished. Just drop it there. Like, I don't know. It, it seems really conflicting because it feels like 
Kanye just wants to drop, like I said, so I don't know who's going to give in here. Is Kanye going to give up on this hope of dropping the same day as Drake? Or is Drake not going to mind dropping the same day as Kanye? It's either one or the other, or we never get neither of these two albums. Or they talk, you know what I mean? And uh, they figure it out their fucking issues, or at least put them on pause. You know what I mean? Like, just stop the petty shit and just resolve that. But yeah, I can't wait until the, I can't wait until Donna drops because this rollout is truly legendary and you'll see all the intricate moving parts that are in this, right? There's a lot of intricate moving parts. So it's like, I'm excited to see how these two resolve this or mainly Kanye, like when he decides to drop and how he decides to do it. Regardless, I feel like Donda got the hype it needed. And I think the hype obviously is dying down because he's promised the album twice now and it didn't come. But I think just the name Donda, people are going to recognize. Like when the album is out, people are going to be like, Donda is out. So now everybody knows, oh, Donda, Donda, Donda. Like you've been hearing so much and so many news stories. This motherfucker levit- I didn't even mention the wildest thing I've ever seen in a concert. This motherfucker levitating up and never been se- seen since. That's pretty wild. That's how he ended his second listening party. So, yeah, I'm just excited for him to come out and be seen again. And hopefully that means the album is out. For the sake of his fans. Because his fans are just kind of fed up at this point. And I just want them, I just want to wish them happiness. Especially this one girl. um, Who I follow on Twitter. Who's a big Kanye fan. She's beautiful. And obviously, you don't want beautiful women to, like, be disappointed. So, hopefully she gets to hear the album. <laughs> uh, Alright, yeah, time to roll out. Yeah, again, long topic. Am I just going to give it 20 minutes to each topic I talk to, I talk about? There's just a lot to talk about, man. You can really dive deep into this. What is the last thing I want to talk about? There's a couple of topics here. I'm going to let you guys the topic. I'm going to let you guys know the topics I wrote down. And I want you guys to tell me live right now as you're listening to this episode what topic you want me to listen you want me to talk about we have how women communicate Ooh, a nice toxic women-centric rant from me if y'all don't know that i'm great at those go back and go back to the archives um there's an a24 steph curry documentary that's coming out interesting that's an interesting one. I don't know if I have that much to talk about with that one, but that's just an interesting head headline. Uh, I saw the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad from 2016, the Suicide Squad. That could give a pretty in-depth review of that one. That could give, that, that could be like a, literally another 20 minutes. Or I listened to Billie Eilish's Happier Than Ever. Um. So, yeah, those are the topics. Vote one if you want. No, I'm joking. Those are the topics, but I think, you know, I'm running out of time myself. I have to be somewhere at a certain time. So I feel like I'm going to talk about the thing that takes the least amount of time to discuss or do a speed run with this topic. And that's going to be the Suicide Squad. I watched the Suicide Squad. is on HBO Max and in theaters. I wanted to see it in theaters, uh, but I wanted to see it in theaters. Yeah, I wanted to see it in theaters, but... I figured I was going to see another movie in theaters next week. Or by the time this comes out. Past weekend. Uh, uh, Free Guy. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe I've seen it in a date. Or maybe I haven't. Most likely haven't seen it with a date. But I still want to see that one in theaters. So 
I don't know. I was going to see the Suicide Squad in theaters, but I just ended up giving in and watching it on HBO Max. And man, I'm mad at how much I love this movie. Like, I really didn't want to like this movie at all. Well, it's not that I didn't want to like it. It's that the hype of it, like, people were so in love with this movie. And there's so many, like, talks about this movie and a lot of the shit James Gunn is doing. You know, talking shit about Martin Scorsese, comments that he said two years ago. Like him being kind of pretentious about superhero movies. One of my friends be like, this shit is kind of ass. Or it's not that. He didn't say it was ass. He said it was just like not that great. It was entertaining, but not that great. And you know what I mean? Like DC fans, obviously, those are really fucking. You don't want to agree with a DC fan ever. So like that also made me not want to like this movie. So I went into it with like a lot of skepticism and also like having an idea of what the structure was going to be. It got kind of spoiled. It didn't get spoiled, but it did get spoiled. Like as soon as somebody said the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, okay. So I know what's going to happen in the first 15 minutes. All you have to say is the first 15 minutes. And then, you know, it's not a spoiler to say the first 15 minutes are not going to be like the rest of the movie. And then you see how the movie starts and you're like, oh, okay, pretty obvious. It's not really that crazy of a story idea. But so even watching those first 15 minutes, I guess if that part hadn't been spoiled, I probably would have bought into the movie earlier. But me knowing that, that something happens in those 15 minutes, maybe like skeptical, like I was skeptical with the, the, the entire movie. I'm like watching it. I'm like, okay, almost like too critical. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you trying to do? Are you are you doing it well? Do I like this character? Is this funny? Is this entertaining? Does this look good? So it's just kind of with a negative mindset. But, bro, this movie's so fucking good that, like, halfway through the third act, I'm like, all this cynicism melted away. I was just like, all right, I love this movie. You know what I mean? I've been kind of skeptical the whole time, but now it's like all over. I fucking love this movie. I love a lot of things about it. There's only a couple of negatives. The only negatives I would say would be like some of the needle drop choices. Some of the needle drops in this movie, like the music choices were, I would say, almost as bad as the first Suicide Squad, which I haven't been seeing a lot of people mention. But they were just so odd musically, and I didn't feel like they made sense in the scenes that they were in. That was one thing. There was a couple of songs in there. I was like, this, yeah, this is, this is a weird, this music choice is taking me out of the movie entirely and not even know most of the songs, but they just kind of took me out immediately. So in that way, it was similar to the first Suicide Squad where like the needle drops there completely take you out of the movie. And then also, what was the other negative that I had about this movie? It was unnecessarily violent. You know what I mean? And I don't say that a lot. But there was some moments in this movie that was just like, it, it's it felt show-offy. It felt like, I'm going to make this so violent because I can. And I'm going to show you guys that I can in this R-rated superhero movie. So I'm going to go over the top. And some of the kills were cool. The action was awesome. But like some of the violence was just so unnecessary. It's like, there was no, I didn't need to see that. And it wasn't even like the more gruesome parts. There was just certain parts that's just unnecessarily violent that was the thing of it you know what i mean like moments that didn't really benefit from it being that violent there's a moment with king shark is extremely gory but i didn't mind it because it kind of made sense with what the scene was doing but there was other times like smaller times in the movie where like it was just too violent 
But those were the only two things that really annoyed me. Like I said, the action was fucking incredible. The cinematography was incredible. The fucking... The directing, the way that everything was shot was beautiful. And the camera movements and shit, like... It really draws you in, the way that the movie's filmed. Like, it's filmed exquisitely. Uh, and what else? I mean... Trying to think what else. Uh well there's a lot of things. Obviously, all the characters are great. Ratcatcher 2, the polka dot man. Man, David Desmarchin, that's the name of uh, uh uh the polka dot man. He's an incredible actor. He's one of the best actors working today. Like him and Paul Dano, ever since I saw them in prisoner, prisoners. Is it prisoners or prisoner? It's prisoners by Denis Villeneuve. Which, you know, David Desmarchin is also in Dune. But ever since I saw Paul Daniel and David Desmarchin in Prisoners, like, I've been in love with both of those actors. They're fucking incredible. My favorite actors, I think, in Hollywood. Um, he was incredible. John Cena was really serious, but in a good way. Well, like, it didn't, because he was, he was, a, he's kind of a goofy character, but he, he's also very serious and very, like, cutthroat as a character. So I loved him. Every character, I don't think there was a character that was bad. So, yeah, I, I love that. I love the story. I love the story structure. They do a lot of things where, like, they show you one perspective, and then you go backwards, and then you see the other perspective, and things lead to other things. This The, 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 the story in the script, mainly, of this, story, of, of this movie is incredible. Um, it feels like it's a little too long. I would have liked the movie to end at a certain point, to drive home the point that these are villains. But then they do hero a heroic thing, and it's like... Okay, I guess you can't end the movie completely pitch black. But it would have been interesting if he ended at a certain point. But that's just a, nit a nitpick. It's not really a negative. It's just something I would have liked to see. But yeah, so, but, but then again, it did kind of feel like it went on too long. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's one of the best superhero movies ever made, undisputably. Mainly because of how much uh, freedom they gave James Gunn. Which, by the way, I feel like. The freedom James Gunn got for this movie was purely just DC wanting to spite Marvel, right? Because if you remember the backstory, uh, James Gunn had been fired for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because of some wild tweets. They used to tweet, you know what I mean, on Twitter. And then I guess time went by. Okay. And I guess uh, time passed and people kind of forgot and realized it's not that crazy. And then DC hired James Gunn when he was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And I feel like at that moment, the mindset was, let's let James Gunn do whatever the fuck he wants just to spite Marvel because Marvel just fired him. So let's make him be like, yeah, I love you guys. I love you guys at DC. You let me do whatever I want. Because like, yeah, we got to make him think that because we don't want him going back to Marvel. And then he ended up going back to fucking Marvel anyway. So it's like, <laughs> and then ultimately, oh, and this is the last thing I'll say before I end the episode and I end this review of the Suicide Squad. Um... This movie's not accessible. This movie's not for the general public, especially with the budget of like $180 million as a fucking budget. One of all, well, first of all, I'm going to start saying one of all. First of all, the budget, you can see where it went because this movie looks gorgeous. The effects are gorgeous and certain things that would look goofy, look kind of cool and you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like it didn't take you out of it. Let's just say that. The, the special effects were great. So in that way, I know why it was $180 million, but like, for the type of movie this is, for the type of movie that this is, this is not a movie you, I don't know. 
This is not a Deadpool rated R. This is like a Super. You remember Super from James Gunn. This shit is very similar to Super. Which means not that many people are going to see this. <laughs> so in that way, I mean, I understand that James, you know, DC wanted to spite Marvel maybe and give James Gunn all that money and creative freedom. But ultimately, horrible business decision. Horrible business decision. But whatever. You know what I mean? It's on HBO Max now. Maybe it's helping their HBO Max subscribers numbers go up. But yeah, this is how I'm going to end the episode. I would have liked to keep going a little bit more, but I have shit to do. I didn't realize I started this late doing this podcast, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, end this episode. This has been episode 135 of the Empty Opinions Podcast with the host, Hilary Polanco. Um, if you enjoy the solo episode, there's a bunch of solo episodes on this podcast, you know what I mean? Go check them out. If you didn't, don't worry, I'm going to have guests next week, so just calm down. This is just kind of like a reset for the podcast that I wanted to do, which is me talking. And see the reception that this gets. This is me being by myself just talking the whole time. That's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, the way I'm going to end this episode is with a song I've been obsessed with. Because, I mean, this song is very cinematic in a way. I don't even know how. It just is. It feels very cinematic. Um, but yeah, it's this song by Georgia Smith and who was this guy made? Guilty Beats, which I think they made dance music. Uh, and they made a collaboration. I don't know if all of this is a song from the Georgia Smith album, Be Right Back, that came out earlier this year. But regardless, I've been listening to this song on replay for a while. It gives me a really strange feeling. Like a good feeling, but strange. And I just wanted to share that feeling with you guys. So that's going to be it for this episode. All of this by Georgia Smith and Guilty Beats. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I'll catch you guys next week. You don't need
So much fear my one only. So much fear my one only. 